You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest releases of the AIB-sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. I'm John Herfinan from our Treasury Unit and joining me on this podcast is our Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan, to discuss the Purchasing Managers Index, which is an indicator which provides a good measure of the health of an industry. Good morning, Ollie. Good morning. If I can start with the AIB Irish Manufacturing PMI data, um, the July reading was 51.8, down from June's reading of 53.1. While the index remains in expansion territory, the fall is in line with what we've seen elsewhere in the world. Can you bring us through July's details and the key findings in this report? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, as you say, the manufacturing PMI for July showed a continuing loss of momentum in the sector. Now, this has been a trend over the last few months. As you know, the index declined to 51.8 in July from 53.1 in June and 56.4 in May. Uh, now, this is uh, obviously a slowing trend within the sector. It's continued to expand, but there's a clear loss of momentum in terms of the pace of activity. And that's very much in line with the global trend. I mean, we are seeing a global slowdown. Uh, and in terms of the PMIs for the UK, it was at 52.2 in July, very close to the Irish figure. And indeed, the Eurozone one dropped below 50, indicating a contraction. It came in at 49.6. So there's a definite loss of momentum uh, in global manufacturing activity. Obviously, Irish manufacturing activity is very much export orientated so it's no surprise that the Irish index is going trending downwards in line with the trend elsewhere and that really reflects uh, a weakening of demand globally uh, on the back of higher inflation which is eating into purchasing power consumer spending power uh, and this has been expected uh, in terms of the details what we saw was a consec- second consecutive monthly decline in both new orders and output and they're two key inputs of the index and again you know that's reflected of that weakened demand uh, and as a result of the fall off in orders and output, capacity constraints are beginning to ease in the sector. What I mean by that is, you know, backlogs are beginning to decline. So over the last year, there was a large build of backlogs because of the strong rebound in the sector. Now those backlogs have been eaten into. Uh, now overall, the the index remained positive in expansion territory above 50 because while output and new orders declined, we, we saw continued expansion in employment. Now, again, there's, there's backlog of orders there which have got to be fulfilled. We saw uh, rising stocks of inputs uh, and also a continuing lengthening of supply delivery times uh, from suppliers. So they're all positive indicators of activity. So overall, the index remains in positive territory and on top of that, the travel outlook uh, remains positive, but I have to say it's at a relatively subdued level uh, on a historical basis. The other notable feature of the survey, and this has been you know very evident over the last year, is that inflationary pressures remain intense. You know, with strong upper pressure on input prices, uh, and then you know manufacturers passing on those higher input costs uh, onto consumers. So overall, you know, no sign of any real easing inflationary pressures and a loss of momentum in the sector. And moving across to the services sector, Ollie, the PMI index reading for July was 56.3. This is up from a June's reading of 55.6. This kind of signals um, continued strong growth in the services activity. What are your thoughts on this release? Yeah, well, whereas the manufacturing sector is moving in line with the, with the global trend, uh, the Irish services sector is showing continued you know, very strong growth. Uh, and that's in marked contrast to elsewhere. And what we saw in July actually was a reacceleration in the pace of activity, the pace of growth within the sector. So the index is up to 56.3. I mean, that's a high level. 
And you know, when you compare that to the indices we've seen from other countries, I mean, the the, the euros in the UK were at fifty point six and fifty three point zero respectively in July, and the US index actually fell to forty seven point zero, which is well into contraction territory. So the Irish reading, uh, you know, is well above N square and consistent with strong growth in the sector. Now, in that regard, you know, growth in new business remains strong, uh, and particularly export business, you know, new export business hit a four-month high. So when you're seeing strong growth in your new business activity, you know, it's a strong signal that these sectors continue to perform well. There was another very sharp increase in employment, and again, in marked contrast to the um, manufacturing sector, outstanding business or backlogs continue to rise. So there's increasing capacity constraints within the sector. It's also comforting to see that you know, there's four sub-sectors within the survey, and there was strong growth recorded across all four sectors. Uh, and in terms of future activity, you know, firms remain optimistic despite the global slowdown. And the index for future levels of activity, which is the activity in 12 months' time, that hit a three-month high. Now, uh, you might ask, well, why is the Irish services sector holding up so well when we're seeing a global slowdown in uh, global services? I think one thing to bear in mind is the Irish services sector was probably the mo- one of the most hardest hit by the COVID lockdowns. The lockdowns here were more severe, longer lasting, and impacted the services sector much more than, let's say, manufacturing. So I think we may well be within in, in a recovery phase in the um, services sector. I suppose one of the sectors covered here is tourism and travel uh, and transport. Uh, very badly impacted by COVID restrictions. And it's not surprising to see a pickup in activity over the summer months in that sector continuing. But I mean, that's that's true right across the, the range of services that are covered in the survey. So overall, you know, a, a very strong survey. The services sector is the dominant part of the economy and, you know, very welcome reacceleration in the pace of activity in July. Now, on the downside, uh, the more on the manufacturing side, uh, we're seeing continued severe upward pressure uh, on prices. I mean, firms reference in particular higher fuel prices, higher labour costs, higher materials. And they also noted unfavourable exchange rate movements. Now, I mean, it's not specified in the survey, but I, I think we can take from that a weakening euro adding to import, import costs and adding to inflation. And again, as on the um, manufacturing side, these higher input charges are being passed on in terms of higher prices to customers. Uh, you know, and the rate of increase in prices charged to customers, you know, matched the survey peak, which is hit in April. So both in manufacturing and in services, you know, inflationary pressures remain very, very strong. And Ali, one last question. You're kind of touching on it there. Both numbers are expansion territory. Both numbers, both stories have some positivity to them. But what do you think the PMIs are telling us collectively over the state of the Irish economy? And what can we expect going forward? Well, I think, first of all, the Irish economy has performed very strongly in the first half of the year. And these are the first indicators we have for for, uh, the second half of the year. I think um, what we're seeing, obviously, the manufacturing side is slowing a bit, but the, the Irish economy uh, looks well-placed to continue to outperform. I mean, as I say, the services sector is the biggest part of the economy, and the Irish index actually picked up in July, but more importantly, it's well above the levels of uh, the indices in our, you know, our main markets, the Eurozone, the UK, and the US. So I think um, certainly going into the summer, in the height of the summer, you know, the, the, we're not being that badly impacted by the global slowdown. It is certainly impacting in terms of manufacturing activities to some extent. But overall, um, you know, the, the, the PMI data for July are still consistent with an economy that's performed very well uh, in the face of a marked loss of momentum by the global economy. And secondly, uh, we are not immune to global price pressures. If we look at the Irish CPI rates, they're broadly in line with the UK, they're broadly in line with the Eurozone. 
and um, there's no sign yet of an, any abatement in those price pressures. Um, you know, the, 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 the increases remain strong, both in terms of import prices and output prices. So we're still in the midst of, you know, strong inflationary pressures uh, in the Irish economy. And, you know, it may be that uh, as the year progresses and, you know, given the slowdown that was underway in the global economy, inflationary pressures may ease somewhat. We're seeing some fall in commodity prices, including oil prices and our gas prices are now falling. But uh, it may take some time for that work to work through to see these inflation pressures uh, in the economy as a whole. Ollie, thank you as always for your time and for your input. It was very enlightening. And thank you to all our customers and listeners for joining us today. Stay close to all our latest podcasts by pressing the subscribe button to AFB's Market Hall, wherever you get your podcasts. Take care and good luck. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.